0: The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddo.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060.
1: I'm Dr. Richard Matto, co-founder of the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success and welcome once again to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me today because we are going to be talking about just a few things you can do to wow your patients from the word go. And today I'm going to be mentioning a few things that you can do during the initial oral exam, the first time you do an oral exam on a new patient. Well, Actually, you can use these things on existing patients as well. But my point is that uh, when I'm doing a seminar, lecture, teaching a class, whatever you want to call it, I do a full-day course on the patient experience, things you can do in your practice to elevate the patient experience, to get more referrals, to get higher treatment plan acceptance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think something that we neglect sometimes is the actual Examination because there are some things that look. I'm maybe you're thinking, Hey, I know how to do an exam, I can do a hard tissue exam, soft tissue exam, perio exam. I know how to do all that stuff. What are you talking about? But there are things that we can do, maybe even little subtle things during the actual initial exam that will really wow our patients and get them to realize that our dental practice is the greatest dental practice they've ever been to. So, again, I do a couple hours on this alone sometimes, so I'm just going to be giving a few quick easy tips, things that you can add to your initial oral exam that will wow your patients. And as you'll see, maybe even increase your acceptance of cosmetic dental treatment. So that is exciting. But before we get to that, a couple of things I want to mention. The first thing is that if you are not paying a flat monthly, low flat monthly rate for your credit card processing you are probably spending way too much every single time a patient pulls out a credit card that's why at the matter center we use stacks s t a x for our credit card processing because we don't have to pay that overage fee every time someone does a charge we just pay a low flat monthly fee for the processing as a matter of fact we've been using stacks for so long and i've personally recommended stacks to so many dental offices And the satisfaction level and the savings have been so great. Stacks actually just recently sent a video crew up to my hometown, my home in Baltimore, to film a really quick, I think it was about a minute and 15 seconds, um, promo video for Stacks so I could reach as many dentists as possible, letting them know why I love Stacks so much and why why I highly recommend it for your practice. So that'll be coming soon. Um, maybe if you watch the video podcast, you'll be able to see it. But in any case, I'll, I'll let you know how to see that. But there's no need to wait. Go to matto.com slash save right now. You'll see how easy it is to get started with stacks and start saving money within days, every time a, a patient uses a credit card. And speaking of that also, there's another site that you can visit. It's matto.com slash chat. And if you're a practice owner, you can go there, actually access my calendar And we'll set up a little 30-minute chat. We can talk about anything going on in your practice. And we can find out if you're a good fit to work with us at the Mato Center because our team is incredible at helping dental practices grow, increase their revenues, and maybe most importantly, enjoy dentistry more. Or maybe even enjoy dentistry again. (laughs) Maybe you used to love being a dentist or a team member, and that joy has kind of left your life. Um, I know I speak to dentists like that all the time. So if you're a dentist, and you own your own practice, and you want to talk about some things you could do to make your practice and your practice life better, I'm here for you. Go to Mado.com slash chat. Okay, let's get back to the initial oral exam because again, I do a whole day course on um, ways to create an incredible patient experience in your practice, but I don't think we spend enough time talking about the actual examination And again, during this podcast, we don't even have enough time to cover all the bases there, but I'm just going to give you a few quick tips. One is always do a blood pressure screening and an oral cancer exam, but we're going to do it even better. But even if you just do a blood pressure screening and oral cancer exam, you're way ahead of most practices. I hate to admit it, but when you do it, let the patient know what you are doing and why. In other words, let's say you're using one of those simple wrist cuff blood pressure things. Not the most accurate in the world, but they'll do it for our screening. When you put it on the patient, you start taking their blood pressure. Let them know why. Say, now, you know, you may not be accustomed to having your blood pressure taken to the dental office, but we do it for a few reasons. One is we typically see patients a lot more than their actual physicians do. So this is a great opportunity to screen you for possible high blood pressure. You know, just whatever. Just let them know. Talk very casually in patient-friendly terms. When you're doing the oral cancer screening, just don't yank on their tongue and start poking on their neck and leave it at that. Let them know as part of every examination, we do an oral cancer screening. And right now I'm checking your tongue for any unusual lumps or bumps or growths or lesions. Everything looks great. Now I'm going to check the inside of your cheeks. Now under your tongue, you're kind of narrating the whole thing in patient friendly terms. Now, when I feel your neck, I'm actually doing what's called palpating your glands. I'm feeling your glands for any unusual swelling, any lumps and bumps that shouldn't be there. The good news is everything feels great. So again, just by doing these exams alone, you're way ahead, way ahead, like Jake said. But take it a step further and actually let the patient know what you're doing. I've had people actually, friends of mine, say they went to a new dentist and they were yanking on their tongue and they're pushing on their neck and what the heck is going on here? The dentist or the hygienist, Never took a few extra seconds to explain to them exactly what they were doing. So big lost opportunity. Okay, here's something I used to teach in my courses all the time. I really haven't talked about this for years, but it's something I did in my office, a little favorite thing of mine, and it's something that I think we should be doing as part of our oral exam that very few dentists do. Again, you know how to do a perio exam, a hard tissue exam, soft tissue exam, oral cancer screening, photos radiographs, all these great things that we do for our patients, but for some reason, we do not record, or to use dental lingo, take a baseline shade of our patient's teeth. Why don't we do this? I don't know. We're getting the most accurate record of all the oral structures that we possibly can. Why don't we record a baseline shade? Well, I say that we should, and I did this with every single patient for many, many years. And you know, you, I'm not saying you have to do a shade of every tooth, maybe just two teeth, do like number eight and number 30, number eight, number 14, whatever you want, and record it in their chart. And then go back and check it as the years go by, are their teeth getting darker? Uh, but as long as we're going to do this. Let's get the patient involved in a way that actually can get them to ask us for whitening or for cosmetic procedures. I love this. And the way you do this is to get your old school shade guide. You might not even be using this anymore, your old Vita shade guide. And instead of arranging A's, B's, C's, and D's, do it lightest to darkest, lightest to darkest. So you've got your shade guide. It's arranged lightest to darkest. Now. You're showing the patient, and and, you're know you going to tell the patient. Have them hold the shade guide. Have them hold a big mirror so they can see what's going on. Now we are recording the shade of your teeth, the color of your teeth. This is an important part of our dental records. And oh, you're what's called an A3.5, which is typical shade for an untreated patient in North America. And as you know, that's about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way towards the dark end of the street, the dark end of the shade guide. So you're showing them the shade guide. Show them the tab. You're what's called an A3.5. And then you don't even have to say anything. And most patients don't really care all that much, but some of them will point towards the lighter side of the shade guide and say, Well, wow, you mean some people have teeth that are that white? And you say, Absolutely. As a matter of fact, with some of the great whitening procedures or cosmetic dentistry procedures we do, we have patients whose teeth are so white. We need a special shade guide just for them. Then you show them that whitening tab, you know, so like the same color as the toilet in the patient restroom. Wow, can you make my teeth that white? Well, you know, we can't promise we can get your teeth this white, but we can certainly get your teeth four or five or six shades lighter. It's a simple procedure. Would you like to know more? Boom. So this is something we should be doing anyway, right? getting all the data we can, including the shade of our patient's teeth, and then show them, show and tell. And maybe some people will ask, hey, can you make my teeth whiter? Hey, can you redo these ugly crowns? You know, whatever it is, it leads to treatment and it leads to patient interest. And as part of the exam that another dentist didn't do or at least show them that they were doing. So now we're wowing our patients even more. A couple of questions I'd like to ask during the initial exam. Now, if you've heard me talk about questioning patients before, great, questioning patients. It's sounds like they're in court. <laughs> Patient, where were you on the afternoon of July 8th. Were you here? No. Um, you know, I like asking open-ended questions to patients, not yes or no questions, open-ended questions. But for this one, I'm going to make an exception. I know some people say this question, like, you should ask your patients, if you go wave a magic wand over your mouth and make any changes you can, um, you know, what would you do? I don't like that. I asked that question to a female patient one time, and she said, well, I don't know about me. i like to wave a magic wand over my husband's mouth and just get him to shut up, which totally cracked me up. I'm not a big fan of that question. I don't know. I never got great response from that question when I used it. So I switched to a yes or no question, which I don't usually like yes or no questions. But the question was Are you 100% happy with your smile? Hey, John, great to meet you. We're about to finish finish your exam. I just have a question for you. Are you 100% happy with your smile? And some people will say yes, but some people think a little bit. Maybe they're thinking to themselves, well, it's okay, but 100%? And they'll say no. So many people say no to this, and you'll say, well, tell me what it is about your smile that makes it so you're not 100% happy. And now, 100%, that's a high standard, so they're going to be really nitpicky. Well, my teeth can be a little lighter. Well, this tooth has a little chip in it. Well, this one seems to be a little twisted, a little overlap here. And then, of course, you carry on the conversation and let them know there are simple, cost-effective ways to fix those issues. And believe it or not, when presented this way, some patients actually say yes, and this never would have come up if you didn't ask that question. So again, I love this question. I don't typically love yes or no questions, but are you 100% happy with your smile? Ooh, that's a good one. Another one I love to ask new patients, and that is, is there anything we can do to make you more comfortable here? And, you know, some people say little dental jokes, like, yeah, get me out of here. Don't use the, that little pick, whatever. And, you know, we, we can put up with that stuff. We can tolerate that stuff. Um. But most people will say, no, things are fine. Or they'll say, like, hey, can I bring my own music? Or it's cold in here. Can you give me, you know, can you make it warmer? Can you change the temperature? Can you sit me up at a different angle? Can you let me rinse every now and then? Whatever. You will hear some really great things that patients might have been afraid to bring up or embarrassed to bring up or just thought they couldn't talk about that. Like, I can't ask them to rinse me out every minute. I can't ask them to change the angle of my seat. But if you say, is there anything, I mean, anything. That we can do to make you more comfortable here. Even if they say no, they appreciate it very, very, very much. So again, just some quick hitters, easy things to really wow your patients during the initial exam and increase your treatment plan acceptance, especially of cosmetic procedures. All right. Well, that was fun. So let's keep the fun going. We're going to move on to our mystery shopper calls. I just had an interesting idea for the mystery shopper calls this week. I was calling an office pretending to be new in town. Hey, I'm the new guy in town. And I said I had a crown done at my previous dentist, and the temporary came off. I was just curious what they would do. To me, this is a no-brainer. Oh, that's you got to come in right away. Let's take a look. That could be a dangerous situation. Please get in here as soon as you can. That's certainly what I was hoping for when I called these practices. But let's see what really happened. Okay, over here to Command Central, and we'll hit up. Call number one.
2: help
1: yeah, feel... you? Yeah, I have a question for you. Um, I had a, a crown done, I guess, started when I lived in New Jersey. I moved to Virginia now. Um, and mm-hmm. it was like a temporarily crown, and that seems to have fallen off. Is that
2: something that mm-hmm. can be
1: replaced or put back on? I still have it.
2: Uh, it's a temporary <laughs> crown? Mm-hmm. You say you're a new patient?
1: Yeah, I, I'm new to the area, yeah.
2: Okay, do so you have insurance? Or I do, you do have
1: insurance. Yeah, I, I do. I'm not I'm not sure exactly what it is. I know with my job I have dental insurance, yeah.
2: Oh okay. Just let so you know your, our dental office we only take PPO insurance.
1: You only take PPO?
2: Yes.
1: So if I have like um like regular dental insurance I can't come there?
2: Uh well we Take all patients, yeah. So yeah. we just don't take HMO or Medicaid or Medicare.
1: Oh, no, no, I don't have, I don't have Medicaid, oh. Medicare, yeah. Medi-Cal, who Medi-What, medi Musel. <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, okay. Okay. But the exam, because you're new, we do need to do exam before, you know, we do anything. Mm-hmm. So um, it will be a $65 um, for a limit exam.
1: Okay. Even if I have insurance. Okay. And can those crowns usually be put back on? I'm just curious, too.
2: Um, it all depends on how is your crown. I don't know if there are any cracks or anything. So when we come in, we, that's all. We have to let the doctor examine you first before we do any further work. They will explain it to you first. You know. I,
1: I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it.
2: Oh, no problem. Just give okay. us a call whenever you're ready, okay? You
1: got it. Thank you.
2: All
1: right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute here. O-M-G. If you ever, ever have made a complaint like, oh, my patients are insurance driven. Oh, my patients only want when insurance covers. Well, 90% of the time they get that idea from their practice. Look at this. I called. I'm new in town. My temp came off. My temp came off. What's the first thing she said? what kind of insurance do you have? I This is unfathomable to me. I don't care what kind of insurance I have. I need to go see a dentist. I call this practice. They should be trying to get me in right away. But no, the first question, what kind of insurance do you have? And then she goes on to say, we only take PPOs, which obviously is wrong because, of course, they'll take um, you know good indemnity insurance. Of course, they'll take cash patients. She made it seem like this was a PPO-only practice. If your insurance was better or worse or none. They can't see you. We only do PPOs. I mean, what a misguided, misdirected call, just botched in every sense of the word. And she showed no concern at all. Then my, cre- my temporary came off. I mean, that's, you know, look, it's not a super duper emergency, but in the dental world, it's a pretty urgent situation. You shouldn't be going around with your temporary. She should have gotten me in right away. And then um, insurance was not going to pay for the emergency exam, or I'm not so sure about any of this. She just totally botched it, completely insurance driven. And then the end, well, when you're ready, you give us a call. Well, I am never going to be ready to go to that office. Okay, let's go back to Command Central and see how this next office did. Bad music.
0: Thank you for calling. Donald, this is Cynthia. How may I help you?
1: Hi, quick question. Um, I had a crown started on a tooth when I lived in New Jersey. It was last year, and I've recently moved to Virginia. And the temporary crown has come off. Is that something that usually can be put back on if I still have it?
2: Um, They usually will have to remake it, but they would probably also talk to you about just getting out of the temporary because it's not good for your gums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I
1: see. How's it not good for your gums?
2: Well, because it's not—it's it's a temporary crown, so it's only supposed to be there until you get your permanent crown put on, mm-hmm. which is about two weeks, so it's, it's just not meant to be on your teeth long term.
1: I see. Oh, yeah, that's what thats what I thought when I had the crown done, so that makes sense. I got it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So okay. I'm actually impressed it held on this long. That's a good temp.
0: Um, yeah. I but yeah good what, what I
2: would yeah. honestly just work out is not getting the temp put back on, but it's working towards getting the permanent crown done
1: hmm I see. I see. All right. Well, thank you so much for that advice.
0: You're welcome. Can I help you out with anything else today?
1: I think that'll do it for now. I appreciate it.
0: Sure thing. Bye. Right.
1: Thanks. Bye. Oh, boy. Close. Sometimes they get so close. Um, you know, the information she gave, well, was it the most accurate in the world? It's bad for your gums. I don't care for the term permanent crown. But we're not going to be nitpicking here. She was friendly. She was nice. She actually expressed concern. And then at the very end, when she should have said, let's get you in here. We can see you today at 3.30 or tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., which works best for you? What did she say? Is there anything else I can do for you? Well, yes, there is. Make me an appointment. But she didn't go there. She was nice. I liked her. Friendly. She was kind of enthusiastic, like, oh, boy, that was a good tab. Grab blah, 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 whatever. Then at the end, kind of a half-hearted, anything else we can do and never, never, ever ask for the appointment. So not good, not good. Okay, we've got one more call. Let's see if they do better this time. Ready, go. How may I help you? Hi, I have a question for you. Um, When I was living in New Jersey, I had, and it was not long ago, just a few months ago, I had a crown started um, and now I moved to Virginia and I, the temporary crown seems to have come off. Um, is that something that can be put back on right now? I just have like that little stump.
0: Are you a returning patient with us?
1: Um, no, I'm not.
0: Okay, so brand new patient.
1: Well, sure, sure.
0: Okay. Um, so you want to take a, you want to get an old crown looked at, and you didn't do it with us.
1: Correct, I guess. Sure, that sounds right.
0: Okay, Um, we can schedule you for like a limited evaluation um, just to have one of our dentists take a look at what's happening.
1: What does that mean, limited evaluation?
0: They just take um, some imaging um, and then because we've never seen your teeth before, um, we just need to take like a first look at it before we do any treatments.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much then.
0: All right. Um, so would you like to schedule that with us?
1: Um, I'm not quite ready to, but I will let you know when I am.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: All right, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was a weird call. I, at points, I wondered if she was even listening to me. I mean, I said I just moved to town. I had a crown done in my previous dentist, and then she, the first thing she said was, well, "Have you been to our office before?" Well, obviously not. Um, she just said some weird things. There were a lot of like pauses where she would just pause and not say anything for a few seconds. I thought that was kind of uncomfortable. And then she said, "We need to bring you in for a limited evaluation and some imaging." I mean. A normal person doesn't know what any of that means. Limited evaluation and imaging. I have no idea what they're going to do, but it sounds pretty scary. So I didn't really like the way that she handled that call. But she did at the very end say, let's get you in to take a look. So at least she did that. So I'd say of the three, this was the best by far. And I wasn't going to waste their time and give a fake name and number and all those things and make the appointment. But I got to say, despite all the other flaws, At the very end, she did at least make an effort to capture the appointment and get the patient on the schedule. So I'm gonna say out of the three, this one's the winner. Despite everything else that happened before the ending, she did at least go for the appointment. So congrats, call number three. It's kind of like door number three, way to go. Um, That is gonna do it for today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast, the dental podcast for dentists and team members. And remember if you're a practice owner, You want to chat with me about anything going on in your practice to see if we can help you improve it? Just go to maddow.com slash chat, M-A-D-O-W slash C-H-A-T. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow. I'm co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. I'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Bye.